Bobo Skidootin. That's your new pet name. I'm passionate about this podcast. And you, Bobo Skidootin. Hello, dudes. Hi, dudes. <laughs> Yeehaw, cowboys. <laughs> Didn't I start last episode with hey, dudes? Something. You tried to say welcome, and I nixed it really quick. Yeah, you did. Um, I think I said hey, dudes. I We can't go back and check. Um, so I either look smart or dumb now. But if I said hey, dudes, that would be crazy because... In, in this, this episode, episode, we got a reason to bring that up. It's a, like a... I didn't even know that was coming. Or so, what if I didn't say, hey, dudes, and this whole thing is stupid? <laughs> We're going to say it now. All right. Hey, dudes. Hey, dudes. W- welcome to... Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. You're getting better. I'm the boy. I'm the dude. <laughs> I'm the world. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, welcome to episode four, right? Four. Yes. So yes. episode three was interesting because we set a world record for the longest amount of time between episodes, but also, recording episodes, not also posting in between g- words for most of the episode. Cause I kept on pausing in between words for a long pause. You don't even know that you didn't listen, but it took us a year to record the third episode eight months and it's going to post i assume the same day so for everyone else it's the same day i think there's probably stuff in the first episode where i'm like i'm a host on digital hoarders and that that shit is dead yeah there's no such thing anymore uh well i guess yeah there's no such thing anymore digital hoarders is dead all right this isn't a podcast to take shots and start beef I wasn't starting beef. So, anyway, this is a world record for the least amount of time between episodes. We recorded on Monday? Yeah, yes. we recorded on Monday because it was WWE Raw night. That's and, how you tell time? Nah, because I just made that up in my head. I didn't watch Raw. I haven't watched Raw in eight months. <gasps> what? What a what a shocking turn of events. Eight months ago, he watched Raw and recorded Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, episode two. And then we recorded Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, episode three, last Monday. And today, we haven't explained why that's relevant. Today is Friday. So it's the same week. January 25th, 2022. The year. I got it. We're lying to people. Stop. It's, we're going to talk about Boy Meets World, episode seven. And we're going to talk about Boy Meets World, episode eight. And we're going to talk about... Bobo Skidootin. Bobo Skidootin. The love of my life. This is the worst. What's episode seven called, Tanya? Tanya? Um, Grandma was a rolling stone. So what do you think happens in this episode? Remember last time I was like, killer bees, it's like Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> What funny thing is happening in this Obviously, episode? Obviously, the Rolling Stones uh-huh. are part of it. You just said the thing that's in the episode title. I mean... Then what happens? Does Mick Jacker come? Does he make out with Grandma? 
Grandma got Did run grandma over get by up? a <gasps> rolling stone. First off, <laughs> there's no episode there. Second off. What? Yes, there is. How long does that episode go? I don't know. When does she get run over by the rolling stone? It could happen at the end. So what leads up to that? Well, um... Grandma got... Grandma? Grandma met the Rolling Stones. Uh-huh. She met Mick Jagger. Uh-huh. Mick Jagger, we find out through a paternity test, is Corey's grandfather. We didn't know. We didn't know the whole time until we saw him at a concert, and Mick Jagger looked down, and he was like, Oh, that's my boy! He looks like me! Jumpin' Jack Flash. And then what happened? Corey went on stage and swabbed his cheek. <laughs> Just on stage? Yeah. And then they did the paternity test on Maury Povich. Was Maury Povich a thing yet? I think it was. Probably. Maury Povich was always a thing. Yeah. And he determined that the that Mick Jagger was, was the, the father. father. And the whole crowd went, how is this so loud? I'm so far away from the microphone. It's the pitch. You have a very, very high pitch right now. It's cute, right? It's very <laughs> ear blood inducing. So the episode starts out the real one, not the fake one that we just made up on a that podcast. That wasn't fake. That was real. You go watch it. Okay. Podcast over. Let's go watch it. They can watch it and follow along with what you said. Grandma Was a Rolling Stone is the seventh episode of season one of Boy Meets World and the seventh of the overall series. Isn't that weird? How How coincidental that the seventh episode of the series is also the seventh episode of season one. That's not coincidental. That's how life works. It first aired on November 12th, 1993. That's weird. I feel like we just watched it. But also, that was a really long time ago. Yeah. Like... It's 2019 right now. We're supposed to be acting like this episode just came out. No, we we never discussed this. Mr. Feeney has roped Corey and Sean into removing the snails from his garden. None of that matters. Plot. Yeah, it really didn't matter. No. But it was... It was just a cute little joke. Well, it was cute how it opened up, and they were just, like, in Mr. Feeney's yard, like, rifling through the flowers, getting snails off. Yeah, rifling through. Rifling through. And... They were going to use them fishing because they were going on a big fishing trip. They didn't explain that until later on. No, they uh, did. Okay. Well, then it was for the big fishing trip that Al- they explained. Yeah. Alan comes out and mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, we're getting snails for our fishing trip. And Alan goes, fish don't eat snails. And then gives Mr. Feeney a knowing glance. And Mr. Feeney goes, what? As if he doesn't know everything in the entire world. Guys, he knows everything in the entire world. Except the thing about Mick Jagger. Mm, what if he does know? Maybe he was he was in the room when it where happened. Where it happened? Mm-hmm. He wanted to be in the room where it happened. Um, so you anyway. I can drink my tea without it sounding like I'm drinking my tea? Nah, you can't. But you know what? People on podcast land... All three of you that aren't us, um, every time you hear a little slurp, that's a that's a tea. That's a tea going. I have a tea too. I haven't reached over and grabbed it because that would be impolite uh, podcast etiquette. I never drink on podcasts. That's a lie. I've He's lying. Drink on podcasts. Um, so anyway, 
So the er- snails. The snails. Eric's more interested in girls than going on a fishing trip. And Corey's, Corey is like, Corey? Corey is <laughs> like, uh, w- am I going to be like that when it's hormone time? And Alan's like, hell yeah, son. Alan was serving some pretty creepy vibes this episode. I don't. Was that this episode? I'm pretty yeah. sure that was the following episode. No. Oh, you're it right. It was this one. It was this episode. There was definitely yeah. some creep, creep alert meter like alan has been very cool for six episodes episode seven took a fucking turn yeah only in like in a very subtle way that i definitely didn't notice when i was a kid but when he didn't watch this because it's the first time we're watching this as he <laughs> keeps telling me we didn't discuss this carrie what? russell shows up wait i guess we should do the rest of the yeah, other other stuff first let's, let's get to that you're getting ahead of yourself tanya you are getting ahead of yourself because carrie russell is a goddess they're inside and the the they hear and then they all come rushing out and it's like oh grandma's here and they open the door grandma runs in and it's what's her name she's famous yes she's famous she's one of the golden girls yeah she's a famous golden girl she runs in there everyone claps for 400 minutes so that everyone knows that it's somebody important. Yeah. Rue uh, McClanahan? Rue McClanahan shows up. And is, that, is that how you say her name? I think so. She's one of the Golden Girls. Yeah, we've been, we've been over that. Yeah, um, so she shows up. Grandma's excited. All the kids are excited. Morgan goes, do I get a present? And then she gets a present. It's a shrunken head. Um, uh, Amy and Alan are super uh, creeped out by it but not really they yeah, not think really. it's endearing yeah so everyone's excited to see grandma that's important because of what goes down later so she's promises to take out eric to a car show, a car show. where so, there's gonna be bikini babes yes and morgan shopping shopping for clothes so many clothes that she won't know what to do with them and morgan goes I'll wear them and then drop them on the floor. Because she's our kids. Yes. <laughs> also you. Literally uh, a foot and a half away are the pants that I took off for <laughs> this episode. I did put on shorts. The point was to put on my podcast shorts. Yeah, but it doesn't only happen before podcasts. It happens all of the time, every day. Maybe twice a day, sometimes three times a day. Always a Morgan fan. (laughs) He really just wanted to be Morgan when he grew up. He he wanted to be really funny, everybody's favorite, and then disappear off the face of the earth. Was that a fucking murder threat? (laughs) No, I said that's what you wanted. You're on a microphone. That's a bad time to threat murder. Who's threatening murder? Um. Anyway. She's uh she's having a bad day, so she's taking it out on me. That's not. Uh, Mr. How is that a murder threat? Mr. I Fe- said you wanted to disappear, not I was going to make you disappear. <laughs> Mr. Feeney, what were you saying about Mr. Feeney? Where were you? Mr. Feeney comes over while Eric's eating the coldest piece of pizza in the history of man. This was so gross. It was like. It didn't look like it had anything on it. It was just like the piece of pizza bread. And he kept on taking these giant bites and then like talking like this. Like it was really gross. And the pizza was just like flapping around and making flapping noises. Mm -hmm. 
And I was eating Cheetos while I was watching it, and it was a little bit unappetizing, not enough to make me stop yeah, eating, but I stop still eating no, Cheetos. But I was like, oh, if he does this any longer, I might have to put these Cheetos away. And then he stopped, and so I continued to eat Cheetos. Carry on with Mr. Feeney comes over, and Eric is uh, eating pizza grossly. Yeah, so Feeney is like, hey, how would one entertain a young a teenage girl, Eric. And Eric goes, Mr. Feeney, are you dating a teenage girl? In today's climate, that joke was not would not play at all. I don't think so either, but maybe it would be okay because Mr. Feeney handled it with very much grace. He did. Not since the Eisenhower administration. Which was very says. funny. It was very funny. However, in, in this day and age, many a student has been caught with their teacher. Yeah, I think it's possible that then they were too, but if Eric had just made the joke and nothing happened after that, it might have been questionable. Yeah, it's not like he looked- Mr. Feeney's answer was so perfect. It's not like he looked at a teenage girl and went, nice. <laughs> Which is what happens <laughs> we'll later We'll get on. to that. Um, so yeah, Eric blows him off because he's like, Mr. Feeney, I'm not talking to your niece. Like, because- Mr. Feeney wanted him to hang out with his niece so that they could kind of like bond because mm-hmm. Feeney doesn't know how to handle a, 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 a niece. You know, he's right. uncomfortable by that. Um, and Eric's like, whoa, I'm not hanging out with your niece. Gross. That sounds like a setup, doesn't it? It does. Like Maybe it's a setup for something that's coming later on. Like in a couple minutes. Yeah. So Eric pretends that he's sick or whatever and tells Mr. Feeney that really his niece would just probably like to go to dinner in a movie because that's what teenage girls like to do. And that scene ends. The next thing you know, Eric's in the kitchen talking to his mom. He looks out the window. Mr. Feeney lives next door. There's this gorgeous girl outside. She's absolutely gorgeous. FYI, it's Carrie Russell with all of her big, gorgeous hair glory. Like... Like, just absolutely beautiful. Just standing in the garden talking to Mr. Feeney. And Eric books it out the door, jumps over the fence, and just, like, lands there and starts lifting heavy things and doing macho Eric stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Have I mentioned Carrie Russell Uh in the 90s? You're being being very, very... uh... Uh, Mr. Matthews right now. Except for the fact that, like, one, Carrie Russell was, like, 20 years old in that show. Also, she's older than me now. Like, way older than me now. Uh Uh-huh. Not since the Eisenhower administration, Tanya. (laughs) What happens next? Well, Morgan comes out and starts saying things that she was trained to say by Eric for treats. Mm -hmm. Like, my brother is so cool. My brother is so handsome. And then she comes up with that her brother was going to take her to the fair later. And they invite Carrie Russell along. What was her name in the show? Carrie Russell. Mm -hmm. And so they take Carrie Russell. Well, this is all. So Grandma has promised Corey Matthews that she is going to take him to meet Cal Ripken Jr. and get his rookie card signed, which is fantastic. It really does at times seem like... I'm watching myself as a kid, although I got better grades than Corey Matthews did at his age. Um, did you? Oh, yeah. I got really good grades until middle school. He's in middle school. High school. 
I got Oak Ridge, Oak, Oak Ridge Rage in middle <laughs> school. It was high school when I started to fail it out. Yeah, I, I assume Corey gets okay grades, just not like he doesn't get A, B, honor roll. Mm-hmm. They tend to make a big deal about like D's and C's, like a big deal about them being awful. And I'm like, ugh, I would love uh, to see D's and C's on a report card at this point. But yeah. You're doing a lot of like talking about how bad your life is this episode. I am not. I'm having a conversation. <laughs> My God. Okay. So Corey was supposed to go to the, the baseball game with his grandma to get Cal Ripken Jr. to sign his card. Uh, Cal Ripken, who at that point in time has only or has played in 1900 straight games. It would go on to be a lot more. Spoiler alert. Um, but he... Uh, she doesn't show up. She's being a deadbeat grandma. And honestly, so this is Alan's mother. Yes. Um, Corey's mom kind of knows it's going to happen and decides that Corey is going to uh, be distracted by baking muffins. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how long they were baking muffins, but like a lot of muffins were baked. It doesn't like it doesn't take a long time to bake muffins, but it also doesn't take an hour to bake. 1200 muffins well they baked like four tins of them at first Mm -hmm. i think later on they just kept going because things got rough yeah but like a compulsive baking mm -hmm, is a problem but who has that much ingredients just in their house somebody with a lot more money um they uh uh they're doing the muffins and Corey is wearing an outfit that looks like ketchup and mustard mixed together he's got like a red long sleeve shirt on mm-hmm. under a yellow short sleeve button up and the whole time i just kept thinking about ketchup and mustard it was a phillies thing um yeah i think it was a heinz thing okay maybe heinz paid for a sponsorship i just wanted ketchup and mustard and i didn't, it's only because he was wearing those two colors you want to go get some ketchup and mustard Put it in a little cup, drink it up. That doesn't sound great. Maybe I could dip my Cheetos in it. Maybe. Mm. What a life you leave. Leave? Yeah, it works. <laughs> you jerk. Um, so uh, they they knew that she probably wasn't going to show up. She's uh she's um she's a Rolling Stone. She's flighty. She is flighty. Um. Corey's super disappointed. It's his first time dealing with that, from what I can tell. Um, Eric never really discusses, like, does Eric, has Eric experienced this with her? I'm sure he has. He's old enough. He had to have Or he's just, he's in such a euphoric state because he got a bikini model to sign his arm. Yeah, and and the grandma does the things with Eric and Morgan. Mm -hmm. Um, He... Eric gets to go to the auto show. Morgan gets to go shopping. Um, but the next day, the entire next day had been reserved for Corey, which makes me think that because he's the middle child, maybe grandma wanted to do something like more special with him mm-hmm. and that her intentions were good and she fully intended to do the thing. Um, but it definitely seemed like a middle child sort of trope like the older kid got to do their thing the youngest kid got to do their thing and the middle child was just kind of 
the one that was forgotten. So I don't know. It seemed like that to me. Stop laughing at just, me like, I, are we having a therapy session right now? I feel right like now? we are, middle child. <laughs> did, you get, did you get to go see Kyle Ripken Jr.? I would not have wanted to. I did. I went to Orioles games and watched Kyle Ripken Jr. He was my favorite. Him and Brady Anderson. Brady Anderson was jacked. I don't know All about who those Brady steroids. Anderson was. I only know Cal Ripken Jr. because of... Was he the um, Adventure Land person? Adventure uh, Zone? Adventure... Yeah, what was, was that place? Yeah? Yeah, Adventure Zone, I think. The Mind Eraser. It's not Adventure Zone. That's a podcast. <laughs> it was... What place is that called? It's Six Flags now, but it, they had the Mind Eraser, right. and Cal Ripken Jr. did the commercials for it. Yeah. And, like, his eyes, like, rolled into the back of his head. And every time I think about it, I'm just like, oh, that was terrifying. I did ride the Mind Eraser, though. Yeah? Yeah. It was great. Cool. Middle child stuff, huh? Yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I'm completely lost. Um, <laughs> so, uh, all the while, Eric's getting closer and closer to Carrie Russell. I did find it funny that at one point during this whole scenario, like, she's hanging out with them. She's in real life it seems like probably having a really hard time not laughing but luckily like the character works for that like mm-hmm. the character is allowed to laugh because the character is supposed to think this is all ridiculous right but i could tell like she's really laughing like she's having a hard time holding it back but like she laughs at one point and her hair like falls in front of her face and she goes to like flip it off of her face and it's like a 28 second ordeal because she's just like she has to like grab underneath and lift and throw it back and then put it back in place because it's a hundred pounds of yeah hair. it definitely seems like there's just so much weight to that hair mm-hmm. and but i think on anyone else they'd be like oh that's just too much on her her hair was just gorgeous good god okay and then when she got her hair cut like you know when she got it like sheared down <laughs> Let's talk about Carrie Russell for a minute. Carrie Russell fan cast. I love her. I wonder if there's already a Carrie Russell fan I'm cast. I'm sure there is. There has to be. Then you She's Carrie Russell. This is your chance to guest on it. Why can't you just be nice to me for a second and talk about Carrie Russell? Because you know you thought she was beautiful too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But like, that was just, that's like just, uh, yeah, she's beautiful and then it's over. Yeah, I don't ever think about her until I see her, and then it's like, wow. And that's all so... you can think about. Well, there are people that, you know, you think about where you're just like, wow, that person's really pretty. And then there's people that you don't think about until you see them, and you're like, oh, wow, I forgot, like, how gorgeous she is, and she's just so gorgeous. And that's my hot take on Carrie Russell. Um, so we're getting to the point where the creepiness yeah. comes in. Eric's outside with Carrie Russell. He gives her a little smoochie and, uh, cause Carrie Russell is like, wow, you're really trying hard or whatever. And Eric's like, is it working? And she's like, who said you had to try hard? And then he leans forward and gives her an old kiss and he thinks that he did it, but she made that happen. Yeah. Um, but as they kiss, uh, first off, Corey's watching the whole thing from the treehouse dejectedly. But Alan, like the whole thing, like he is up in the treehouse watching everything happen. Wouldn't you have? Um, yeah, Alan. I guess so. Yeah, Alan, middle child syndrome. Um, Alan and uh, Sean come back from their fishing trip and catch them smooching. Not Alan and Sean. <laughs> catch Eric and Carrie Russell smooching and uh, break it up. 
And then Carrie goes inside the house because she's like, the mood is dead, huh? And um, Alan goes, wow, she's a Feeny, huh? Nice. And he said, I can't believe that's a Feeny. Yeah. And he's just like, nice. And like Sean's like over there nodding his head and Corey's like nodding his head. Mm -hmm. But this like 40 year old man is like, "Mm, Mm -hmm. Feeny's niece. Yeah. Look at that hair. I'm going to do a podcast about her. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. So. I guess Eric wins her over or whatever, but then in the next episode, she's not there ever again. But that's beside the point. Um, so, uh, Corey... Uh, Back to Grandma. Yeah. Corey talks to his dad about it, and his dad is like, listen here. Your grandma sucks sometimes. There's a lot of cool stuff that I didn't get to do because of your grandma. But, because Corey's like, well, do you hate her for it? And he was like, no, because guess what? She did even cooler shit with me later. <laughs> like, like she took me to, like, NASA and did, mm-hmm. I got to watch a spaceship take like, off. He was like, I didn't get to go to the Air and Space Museum, but you know what? Eight months later, she woke me up in the middle of the night. She drove for two, uh, two days and two nights to Cape Canaveral to watch the first American launch off into space. And I was there watching it happen. Cool. Still very impulsive, Alan. That's And no, that is cool. Mm-hmm. But now like Corey is going to absolutely expect yeah. Grandma to do something way cooler than taking him to see Cal Ripken. And get a signature from him. Right. Like now she's gonna expect her to buy the Orioles. Yes. And he's gonna run the team like little big league. <laughs> um, so I don't know. She shows up, she apologizes. And he's amazing about being like, no, really, it's okay. Mm-hmm. My card is fantastic. I wouldn't want a signature to ruin it anyway. Um, and he handles it wonderfully. I would hope our kids would do the same. I don't know that they would. And then Grandma and Mr. Feeney get in a big old tussle. Because Grandma keeps running over his flowers. Yeah. Let me tell you, she was making me angry. Yeah. Mr. Feeney has mums, which obviously it's fall because school's in. There aren't a lot of flowers that work okay in fall. Mums are some of them. And if they get run over, they're ruined for the next year. And she's running them over, not even just in a car, in a Winnebago. That's a lot of weight on mums. And then she's like, oh, I ruined your mums. Well, I'm going to go out and ruin them some more. What? Tell Why? me about it. Why? Yeah. I ruined your mums. I did the bad thing, but now I'm going to go ruin them some more. Because you're mad. That's stupid. You hate Corey's grandmother, don't you? I don't like her too much. Is it that whole middle child thing? No, it's because I don't like it when people disappoint children and then act like it's okay because... Eh, they'll do something and then later. run over moms and then run over Mr. Feeney's moms. Mr. Feeney, who through this entire episode, he hasn't had a lot of like wise input like he usually does and stuff, but he still stays the greatest person to ever walk the earth. Ever. That's all. Episode eight is called Teacher's Bet. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's all about me. What? Because I love Mr. Feeney. If I were Mr. Fe- in Mr. Feeney's class, I would absolutely be... It's called Teacher's Bet. Oh, I thought you said Teacher's Pet. I would be Mr. Feeney's Teacher's Pet because I think he's great. And I would want him to think I was the best student. But it is, it's called Teacher's Bet. I it just is looked. called Teacher's Bet. <laughs> You're still going on about the whole Teacher's Pet thing, though. Um, I don't. I can't think of a funny intro for Teacher's Bet. Like, I don't know. Kind of a mediocre title there, Boy Meets World. Yeah, this one isn't great. Yeah. Like, so far we've had Pilot. What a name. (laughs) On the Fence, which is great. Father Knows Less. Corey's Alternative Friends. Killer Bees. Wu-Tang. Boys to Mensa. Grandma Was a Rolling Stone. And Teacher's Bet. I think it depends on how you read it. Teacher's bet. No, like teacher's if you read bet. It, <laughs> no, see there, it just sounded like pet. Teacher's bet. No, lots of bees. Like now you know. You, if you lower it a little bit, make it sound darker, like the bet. Teacher's bet. No, not no. <laughs> no, don't make it sexual. Hey guys, it's teacher's bet. No, so make it sound more like like there's a lot on the line in this bet, guys. We got a teacher's bet. There we go. I think you got it. You did it. We're betting all the teachers. <laughs> We're betting all the teachers? Mm-hmm. I, I, I see you're Mr. Feeney, and I raise you one Mr. Mr. What was that guy with the hair and the motorcycle? We don't know yet. Mr. Anderson. We don't know yet. Mr. Anderson. That's we- a Matrix joke. It's, that's a really good joke in 1993 because nobody knows what's going to happen. Also, the Matrix sucks. Nobody cares about a Matrix joke. Yeah, all so negative t- t- tonight. Anyway, Sean comes into the cafeteria. Yeah, go on. With Keep an reading. article about Barry Bonds. I, I love how much baseball was in the early Boy Meets Worlds. Barry Bonds. Minkus is shocked to hear that a baseball player is paid millions of dollars. How much was he paid back then? Mink. Well, it was, um, it was, I, I don't remember what they said. It was like $46 million for six years, which is crazy. Bryce Harper right now is shop, being being shopped around, uh, and, and he's expected to sign a 10-year deal for $350 million. Barry Bonds was the number one paid player in baseball in 1993 with $46 million for six years. And Minkus throws a fit like he's getting $7 million a year to hit a, hit a baseball. Well, Bryce Harper's going to get 30 plus million a year to hit a baseball. I think the most important part of this, though, is that um, they find out that Mr. Feeney only gets paid 40000 a year. Bum, bum, bum. Now, mind you, this is a person who literally is on the job 24-7 because he lives next door to Corey and is constantly having to teach him and mentor him and stuff living next door to Corey. This guy should have double the salary. Let's talk about the real issue here is teachers are underpaid. That is very true. If you know a politician, go up to their house and knock on their door and say teachers are underpaid. Yeah. And then show them a picture of Mr. Feeney. And his mums. Because honestly, now he needs new mums. And, and how then, is he supposed to pay for them? He only gets $40,000 a year. And then 
hold up a picture of his teenage niece and go, nice. <laughs> that picture's going to weigh so much just because of her hair. That's true. Yeah, that's a great point. Definitely picture's going to weigh more because of the hair. Yes. Um, so anyway, then what happens? I'm not looking at my phone. You go. Sean and Corey think that's a girl. Wait, I'm not looking at my phone. Who are Sean and Corey? Sean and Corey uh-huh. think that's a gross overcompensation. Yeah, Corey loses what? his shit because he's like $40,000 to talk to students. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Meanwhile, I'm like $40,000 in suburban Philadelphia. How is he paying for a house? Yeah, 40000 And he's by himself. Alone. We cannot stress how alone Mr. Feeney is. He's so alone that he makes seven course dinners just for himself alone 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 take this to your politicians forty thousand dollars alone yeah (sighs) maybe he gets some kind of like other money maybe he crochets maybe he sells his mom's maybe maybe he sells his body Teacher's bed. (laughs) (laughs) Teacher's bed. (laughs) Oh. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Corey gets pissed off about it. He goes to Mr. Feeney and he starts talking shit. And um, uh, really kind of says, like, I understand, Mr. Feeney. You're making too much money to do your job. And you do the same thing all the time, and you never change how you teach. Mm-hmm. No, I, I wouldn't either, because I, I, if you're getting so overpaid, you know. Um, and Mr. Feeney goes, great idea, Mr. Matthews. Mr. Matthews, why so serious? Um, uh, I'll, I'll be the student. You be the teacher. Let's make a teacher's bet um i think we need to go into what the lesson of the week is it is based on prejudice so uh, mr feeney is teaching about slavery and about nazi germany um so after one too many jokes in class mr feeney calls Corey aside and that's what starts the conversation with mm. him about it like even though Corey and Sean have had this discussion about Mr. Feeney making too much money, he wasn't going to say anything to him until Mr. Feeney had enough of his shit and was like, um, I need to talk to you. And Corey was like, oh, yeah, I need to talk to you. You get paid too much. Or you're not teaching us the right stuff. Yeah. I'm going to go back to your funny slave humor, Corey. Because uh, Corey and the class is convinced that... Prejudism doesn't exist Prejudism. anymore. Prejudism, the word of the week in that class. Corey's a C student, okay? He says things like prejudice all the time. And uh, meanwhile, Eric's dating a new girl. This girl happens to be Japanese. What a coincidence. Morgan happens to be in love with this new girl. Yes, very, very much in love with her. Mm-hmm. Um, which I've noticed Morgan gets very attached to the girlfriends. Probably it's, a bad, huh? Kind of sad. It is kind of emotionally sad. damaging. I don't think so. It's not like they're really? her parents. Let's see if she sticks around to see how she feels about it later on. Um, I'm sure it's kind of damaging to her as a kid, but Maybe. I mean that's kids go through that. 
So, Eric is dating lots of girls. And he's brought home because his new friend. His new friend, Linda. Because Carrie Russell was last episode. Yeah, we don't know how many days have lapsed between episodes. It's still baseball season. It's always baseball season on Boy Meets World. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Um. So Linda brings Morgan a Japanese lantern. Yes. Which is cute. She gets very excited. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that was their way of saying like, oh, hey, she's Japanese. Yeah, it was definitely a, a subtle reminder of going, hey, by the way, they didn't want to seem too racist because they were about to drop some real racism later on. Yeah. Um, I, uh, Corey, meanwhile, takes over the class. And, and he the bet is if he can get the students to finish, uh, to, to, to pass, more students to pass than would pass for Mr. Feeney, then he gets one-fifth of Feeney's check that week, right? Yeah. One-fifth. And, um, what's one fifth of like $1,100? Would it be $1,100? Around. Um, one fifth of that? Well, it'd be about uh, just over $200. Wow. Um, so anyway, but if he loses, Mr. Feeney gets Corey's brand new bike that Alan just bought him. So Alan is pissed. And he's like, you have to do well. Yeah. Take this seriously. You're a bad student. Be a good teacher. Yeah, he's like, he's dropping all of the dad bullshit. And he's just like, you know what? You suck as a student. So you need to be better as a teacher. Because I just got you this bike and you haven't even really gotten to ride it yet. Yeah. What? I don't know where I am. (laughs) Uh, so his mean- parents are less than enthused. Oh, you just found that part yeah. in the in the synopsis. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I believe right about now is when Eric comes back with Linda, and um, Linda is crying. Nope. 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 What happens first? Well, Corey's he in class. He teaches his teaching. first class. Yeah. It's important. Okay, go on. Because on the I backed mo- away from the microphone. Why? So that you can tell me all about what happens in class. Oh, okay. So Corey goes in and he uh, writes on the board his name and his name is... Hey, dude. <laughs> I know why of, this was important. I know some of you think that the episode just started, but that's not what happened. Corey he, made his name Hey, Dude. Yeah. He wanted to seem cool. So he said his name was Hey, Dude. And he wrote it on the chalkboard. And then he told everyone to get out their baseball caps because they were allowed in class now. And Viva la Revolution! (laughs) Um, He eliminates the dress code, which is a little bit concerning because Topanga could possibly show up naked. Mm -hmm. Um, But she she says, Don't do that with Mr. Matthews around. Yeah, don't do that with Mr. Matthews around. Alan's going to be like, nice. (laughs) So things just kind of... He tries to win them over with, like, fun stuff and not really teach anything. He just says, read the 30 pages from last night, and that's it. Yes. And that's the class. And Minkus is like, but we already read the 30 pages. And Corey's like, Read them so again. What? A lot of us didn't do the homework, so now they can actually read it. Um, and then 
we go home and Eric brings home his his girlfriend, his not girlfriend girlfriend, Linda. That's how Morgan says it. Mm-hmm. And Linda's crying. Morgan's very excited to see her and then says, oh, no, what's wrong with Linda? Um, and they find out and they don't actually say what was said. And they actually don't even say that anything racist was said. It's just been implied so much throughout the episode that I think you pick up on that. Yeah. I, rem- I Watching it now, I don't know how I picked up on that when I was a kid, but I remember re- re- like realizing what happened as a kid. So I don't know. I guess they did a pretty good job at that. Yeah, definitely. Um, but they say that they were in the mall together and some guy said some racist things to her just for being Japanese. And um, she's very upset by it. And Corey's like, like today? In 1993, this happened? Yeah, and and what they are reading for class is the diary of Anne Frank. Mm -hmm. um, And he thinks it's kind of bogus that they have to learn about this because stuff like this doesn't happen anymore. This episode is very relevant to uh, the climate that we are currently in today. Right now, this very moment. And I think it's relevant no matter what day and age you're in. But right now, everything is so obvious. Like, it's not even, like, a subtle shift. It's just, like, boom. This is where we're at right now. So this episode came out in 1993. I'd like to know when it was filmed because um, 1993 was a year after the Rodney King stuff. So, Mm -hmm. like, it was fresh then, too. I don't know how Corey didn't, like wasn't aware that these things were going on. I didn't know. Oh, I did. I didn't, but I was homeschooled. And Mm. I knew a lot about what was going on in the world, but from a very conservative perspective. And conservative kind of equals whitewash racist. Mm. Like, to a point. And I don't think that, that a lot of people really link the two until they delve into it or are raised with that as their... Uh, sub, like the substantial news outlet that they are inundated with as children. I just thought that was how the news was. It's not. There's other aspects and stuff, but that's what was in my house. Yeah. I mean, I was raised Christian conservative too, and I don't think my parents, that was ever a, a, an issue in my house where there was the whitewash racism. But when we, we were in churches, in, in churches, you would see that happen. And, mm-hmm. you know, I had other family members where you could see that happening. Mm-hmm. But um, And then other family members where it was, like, overtly racist. And it's like, well. Right. Um, yeah, I, I would, I'm, I wonder if for you, because some of the things were so blatant, mm-hmm. it made it more obvious that it was happening. Mm-hmm. Because... There are people um, that I would say are uh, everything in my family is very like hush hush. Yes, mm-hmm. it's very. Uh, I would guess censored by biblical things. Mm-hmm. Um, like, well, you do realize that we believe this because in the Bible it talks about this, and like all of our curriculums and stuff for homeschooling were very much. Uh, white supremacist without being white supremacist where for you you saw almost like a hate outright mm-hmm. mine wasn't like that at all but I know people that you would know that it would be very blatant to where you go that's really bad mm-hmm. so I think that might be a reason why I don't 
think I noticed it mm. as much. Right. Um, so anyway, that, that happens. Corey's appalled and taken aback. Um, he's on day two of teaching class and it's not going well. And he was trying to get everyone's attention because Alan was like, dude, you have to get your bike. I'm not losing your bike. Yeah. And at this point he has seen something happen Mm -hmm. that he's relating to with the book that they're reading in class. Mm So he's all of a sudden passionate about this subject because he realizes that it's something that they're going to encounter in life and no one's listening to him. Everything's going crazy. Topanga's sitting on a yoga mat. Um, Minkus is bouncing on one of those like bouncy ball things with the handle. Yeah, because Corey told him to get a life. And I guess for for Stuart Minkus, that means, well, I'm going to get a bouncy ball, which is a very friendly thing yes, to do. Yes, that is a very friendly thing to do. Like, it wasn't even weird to me that that's what he picked. Mm-hmm. So... Finley would probably bring his giant stuffed llama and be like, well, this is my chair today. I'm so excited. Best day of school You told ever. me to get a life and be a normal kid. Here's my llama chair. <laughs> Just like all the other normal kids. Um, but, Mr. Feeney's playing cards or something with Sean. Yeah, they're playing poker for um, for gum. And Rolaids. And Rolaids on accident. Because uh, Mr. Feeney's an old man. Get it? And so Corey's just getting fed up. He came in in a suit that day. Um, uh, everyone's disrespecting him. He's very upset now. Um, and he just gives up and he says, you know what? I'm done. And then he starts to walk out and then he turns around and he looks back and I'm like, what's he's going to do? Like that sad face. Look at Mr. Feeney. Nope. He looks at Sean and he says, what's your last name? Cardellini or whatever. Is that what it was? No, Cartini? but it was, it was definitely an Italian last yeah, name. Definitely an Italian last name. And then Corey drops an Italian racial slur and was like, so I can call you. And then like, I forgot about that entirely. It, it was shocking. And um, I don't know, I guess in 93, it wasn't as, there's no way on a, on a normal uh, four kids, a family show now you could, throw that out there and just be kind of like well yeah. we, we did it to teach a lesson not it now be okay for now. sure but i back when i was a teenager like 17 18 even i think early 20s we had um a lot of very like full-blooded italian people in my group of friends and because of that that word was thrown around constantly as a joke. Like, it was put on birthday cakes for some of them. Not wow. by me, but by the other Italian people in the group. They thought it was so funny to go to Harris Teeter and have that put on a cake. Happy birthday. Good bit. But, um, so, but I don't think that even... Th- all racial slurs have not been treated equally throughout history. I think now... Right now, it's definitely, sorry, it's definitely more of a thing where it's like, hey, guys, like, let's not use any of them. Mm -hmm. None of them. Like, you can't say this word. And also, you can't say this word. And I like that a lot better. Yeah. So, Corey throws out a racial slur. Sean gets pissed off. Turns out it's all for a lesson. So, Corey says, there's a 15-year-old girl that's dead. And everyone's like, what "What the fuck? And, um... He explains, basically, it's Anne Frank. 
she wrote this great book. You guys should read it. He reads an excerpt from the end of the book, so he's basically doing the cliff notes for them. And um, everyone, like, is stunned, and they do, like, that that sweet uh, We Just Learned a Lesson music in the background. And uh, we've all learned something, not to use racial slurs and to pay attention to your teachers. And to be aware that racism is always around us and to be the kind people and not the people who um, oppress marginalized people. And Mr. Feeney has once again taught one child one thing. And I once again welled up in the middle of a Boy Meets World episode. I just think it's funny. Like, if we were watching this show from, if they just picked a random other child and we're watching a show from that kid's perspective and it's just like, what, why is Corey getting all of this attention all the time? Why? <laughs> so Corey's teaching class? Of course it's going to be Corey. Like, it's yeah, just that's true. All Corey all the time. That is true. Are you doing this to teach Corey a lesson? What about me? Like, I'm a terrible kid, but you're not teaching me a lesson, Mr. Feeney. I can't wait until we maybe one day in 60 years get into Girl Meets World because... What's that? You'll just have to find out in 60 years. Okay. Um, but I think that probably if if that is a thing that we watch, I'm hoping to see uh, them grow the group larger and larger and kind of uh, shout out, like, why Why are we just talking to these people all the time? That might happen in Girl Meets World, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, I guess it kind of ends there, right? Like, there wasn't really a whole lot left after that. Was there anything big? Nothing big, no. Yeah. So, what did we learn in these episodes? We learned that um, you're going to be disappointed with life, but cool stuff will happen after. Um mm-hmm. We learned that Carrie oh, Russell smooches on Eric. We did forget something. What did we forget? We forgot that at the end of the second episode that we watched, mm-hmm. the... Um, episode 8. Episode 8. Teacher's, teacher's bet. Um, that Eric comes home from school and Amy goes, how was your day? And he's like, it's great. I just started dating a cheerleader. And she's like... What happened to Linda? I really liked Linda. And he was like, it is Linda. Linda's the cheerleader. And Amy gets all excited. And she starts doing and her cheer. Eric, Eric says, I got in on the ground floor of the popular girl. What, ugh. Where did you learn that from? Alan? Probably. But yeah. And then uh, uh, Amy says that she used to be a cheerleader too. And then she does one of her cheers. How does it go? I don't remember now. We've been talking for so long. It's like Boo Boo Skidoo or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, how does it go? I really thought it was like Boo Boo Skidoo. Maybe. Do it then. I can't remember it or I would because I really just rewind to the beginning of the podcast. I said it like 12 times. I don't even know if that's going to be in the beginning of the just episode. Just make it in the beginning of the episode. You have it in your power. I just do what the 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 podcast gods tell me to do. That's not a thing. Yeah, it is. You are in control. Anyway, so Amy does her whole cheer, and Eric was like, oh, that was cute. It wasn't great, but it was cute. It wasn't hip. Nowadays, it's a lot more hip, Mom. Yeah. And then Linda comes in, 
and he's like, show my mom something you learned today so that you can show her how, mu how much cooler cheerleading is now. And she does. The boo-boo skidoo cheer. The boo-boo skidoo cheer. And it was very cute. I really mm. liked that ending a lot. Good. Okay, so what we learned, uh -huh. we can go back to that. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> what did we learn? Uh, did we finish what we learned in Grandma Was a Rolling Stone? You haven't said anything. I, so... cut, I cut everything off because I had to talk about the cheer. Yeah, so what did you learn? Um, I don't know that I learned very much. Why can't I pull up Grandma's a Rolling Stone now? It's the the Wikipedia entry isn't gonna tell you what you learned. No, I just I learned to keep my promises to kids because that is very important. I don't care if Grandma was gonna do something way cooler for Corey later. Like she disappointed him, and that was upsetting. What a bad day for you to learn that because we we uh, peek behind the curtain. We, we started playing a game called Among the Sleep last night. Um, and it's it's shot from the perspective Ugh. of a toddler or like a one-year-old. I think it's a two-year-old, so it's a toddler. Uh -huh. And um, it was, it's a, it's a small little game that's not super fun to play, but it is actually mind-blowing, the perspective that they give you, because it shows you from the perspective of that child. And as we were watching it, it just hit me like, it's super creepy for us to watch things from this angle and everything's so much bigger and like you're looking up at everything and for s somehow it pulls it off so well where it just hit me that this is how it really looks to children like you're looking up at your mom and you're seeing up her nostrils and her her teeth and her gums as she's talking to you and uh, you're looking up at your crib and you're seeing all these things and the wind, the, the curtains blowing are over your head. It's just crazy. Yeah, and then you said something that just completely blew my mind and made my day very difficult. <laughs> and it was... What a... Sorry. What about when we get mad at children? And, okay, so I work with children. I work with children that are very small. Mm -hmm. And I had to keep myself from from getting mad at them today because all I kept thinking was that's terrifying it's so terrifying they're so tiny and they're looking up at me I must look like a monster when I'm like no you can't do that what did this have to do with Boy Meets World well you said the whole thing about not disappointing children yeah not disappointing children by saying we're gonna go do this thing that would be so important to you and then not going and doing it unless there is a serious issue like do the things just do them. Do the thing. Do the things. Boy Meets World. Do the things. Do do skidoo. Do the things. <laughs> boo boo skidoo. <laughs> Whatever. Do do skidoo. It's probably not even right. Um, boo boo skidoo. Do the things. So, and what'd you learn in the second episode? Um, I e learned episode eight. I learned a really sweet cheer. Uh huh. That I want to learn again because I forgot it. Boo boo skidoo. Um, I learned that racism is always there, all around us. <laughs> And that Corey is not a great teacher. And I learned that Mr. Feeney is an angel sent by God. And that in 1993, no one had any suspicions that Barry Bonds was on steroids. What? How can you not know? 1993? Look at him! 
I cannot wait until we're in season two and there's less baseball. There's no baseball anymore. It stops. I know. It's going to be so wonderful when this stops being a baseball fan cast. In, it's not even a baseball fan cast. It is. It's a 1993 baseball fan cast. You talk about baseball so much, you get so excited every time baseball comes up in this show. You talked about Carrie Russell for 17 and a half minutes. Carrie Russell is a beautiful being created by the Lord in heaven. She is so Stop gorgeous. Being religious. She evolved. That's whitewashing. She evolved from the most beautiful of amoebas or whatever. She's just absolutely gorgeous. Gee, why didn't you pick me up with these lines? <laughs> I didn't have to. Yeah, it's probably for the best. <laughs> you evolved from the most gorgeous amoebas of the Lord on the world and <laughs> water and skies. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm so blessed. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed that God gave me such a perfect perfect piece of his creation boy meets girl meets boy meets world episode four this has been a great one for the ages (laughs) sent by carrie russell himself and barry bonds apparently stop this isn't a baseball fan cast (laughs) that's tanya her twitter is at cinder bell Am I supposed to go now? Yeah. That's Alden. His Twitter is at a dot bear. B-A-I-R. B-A-I-R. And the dot is the word dot, not a dot dot. Not a dot dot. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you guys for experiencing episodes seven and eight of Boy Meets World with us. Please join us next week when we discuss... Boy Meets Girl Meets... Well, no. Boy nope. Meets World <laughs> episode 9 and 10. And figure out what silly names they have now. Bye. Bye. Bye.